Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylife Church Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. And this morning I'm talking about a nice thing. I'm talking about love. It's part of our, our vision this year is to increase. And, uh, you know, we used um, Genesis 128, you know, be fruitful and increase. That's our, our, our base scripture for this whole year. And uh, we're designed to increase and we're meant to increase. And we're talking about faith and love and the kingdom of God and how that's meant to increase in our lives and, 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 and where, you know, where he's got his position, particularly for our church. And the scripture we've used for love, which is what I'm going to talk about, uh, increasing love this morning here. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. And this is just a beautiful verse. And, and I know it's, you could just read it and go, oh, that's nice. And may the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other. He's talking about the church, you and me, the people that are, are believers, followers of Jesus, and everybody else, everyone else that doesn't know Jesus. It's everybody. And there's no one missed out in that, that sentence, in that verse. And, and the, the question I asked on Vision Sunday when I, was, when I quickly touched on this, what do you think the unchurched of Port Stevens think about the church, capital C Church, and Baylife Church. Now, I know we've got amazing things going on. We've got, you know, the music and moves. We've got youth. We've got young adults. We've got all, all different things. We, we've got contact with the schools. We, you know, we're doing lots of stuff in lots of different areas, meals, all sorts of things, um, you know, all the clean-up things we've done over the years, different contacts. And, and so with those individual contacts, there, there probably would be positive influence from that. But what would the general, like we're talking maybe, I don't know, what would that be? Who knows how percentage that would be. But the other 95%, perhaps, what do they think of the church? What, what, what do you think they're thinking of the church? They're probably not thinking about the church at all. But if we ask them a question, what do you think about the church? Um, I would say they would say something like this. Oh, you're religious. You're killjoys. You're, you know... You're bigoted, you're deluded, you're weak, you're homophobic. And I dislike and disagree with all that, by the way. But you know, the thing that upsets me the most is that church isn't known for its love. That the church isn't known for its love of people and love of God. And that is the most distressing thing to me because it is the thing that Jesus told us to do. The great commandment. You know, what's, what's the greatest commandment, Jesus? Well, to love your God with all your heart and all your mind, all your strength, all your soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And that's the greatest commandment. They're the things we're meant to do. There's no options in this. There's no... Plan B. This is it. This is his plan for us on earth. And then we, 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 we press in a little bit more 
and, 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 and we're meant to be recognized as disciples of Christ through our love of each other. Our brothers and sisters in Christ, this is our testimony to the world, to the unchurched, that we are followers of Jesus, that we love each other. See, in John 13, verse 34, 35, Jesus said this so clearly. This is a new command, so the greatest command, and this is a new command I'm giving you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. You know, and well, we're human, and so we make mistakes. We stuff up. We don't things, do things that are always right. We react, ba- react badly in different situations. But church, we need to learn how to better love each other. What does that actually mean? What, what, what does that actually mean? It, it will mean different things for each one of us, but we need to be proactive and intentional about how we love each other and increase our love for one another and increase our love for everybody else as well. There needs to be an intentionality about this, you know. And, and, and you know, and so gossip and, and offence and unforgiveness, it just can't be a part of church life. It just can't be. We need to get over ourselves, deal with our, our stuff we need to deal with and get on with it by loving each other and loving everybody else. Now, unless we get the loving each other, we can't love everybody else well. It just is impossible. Because they're going to point the finger and say, well, you can't even love each other. Why would I want to be part of that? Why would I accept that love? And we need to get so much better at this. We just have a short accounts every day. We need to deal with stuff as we need to deal with it. Not hang on to things for, for months and months and months. My goodness, I... No, I can't tell you that. But, you know, just, it just frustrates me that people hold on to stuff for a long time and then six months later you go, oh, yeah, well, six months ago that person offended me. I go, what? Six months ago? Yeah, 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 and I was angry. Yeah? Well, deal with it. Come on. We're, we're grown-ups, you know, and we're Christians and we're supposed to love each other. And that's not the way to love each other. That's being immature and infantile and and babies. And and we need to grow up. We need to just get on with it sometimes. You know, and and you do need to deal with the stuff you need to deal with, of course. But really, unless we're loving each other well, we can't love everybody else. All those people outside that are just annoying sometimes, if you've got that unforgiveness, that offence in you, you can't love them well. It's only when we've got the pure love of God in us that can outwork through us to others in our world. And the first one we're instructed by Jesus is each other. So come on, let, let, I just, I'm just encouraging you here this morning. Let's lift our game. We're, we're not a good witness unless we're doing well in this area. You know, and, and, and I know it's easy, it's easier to not deal with it? I understand that. But if you're a follower of Jesus, he's so clear with this, that's our witness to the world. It's not our good deeds, it's our love for each other. Sorry, I didn't mean to rant so much on this point, but it just, I just, it just 
No, I can't say that, but it gets me frustrated. <laughs> gets me frustrated. Um, okay, and, and so why is that important? You go, well, so, well, why is, well, Jesus said it first of all, so it's important to me. Jesus said, I'm a follower of Jesus, that's what I'm going to do. But, you know, we've got to love them into the kingdom of God. You see, we can't argue them into the kingdom of God. We've got to love them into the kingdom. They've got to see something attractive about us as Christians. Not small-minded, offended, unforgiving people. We've got to love them in the kingdom of God with a, a, a bigness of spirit, a, a, with a courage that's prepared to take on those things that come before us and upset us. And right, you know, there's, there's time. It's okay to get upset about things. I get that. But it's not right to let that thing sit in your spirit in your, in your soul and agitate until it just gets, it's a bit of root. It just ends up a bit of root and causes you grief and causes other people in your world grief. Okay, didn't mean to take so long on that, but um, here we go. So, so here's, here's what I've said in Vision Sunday and I'll say it again here this morning. You know, if you don't hear anything else, I want you to hear this. We are to lay our lives down for those that don't know Jesus just as Jesus laid down his life for us. You see, that's what he's, he's modeled for us. We're, we're meant to do that. And that we should be known as the church for unreasonable love. Love that isn't common sense. Love that doesn't make any sense. Love that doesn't... Why would they do that? Why would he do that? Why would she do that? That doesn't make any sense. Good. It's not meant to make sense. It's supposed to be unreasonable. It's unconditional agape love that's not dependent on someone's response to us, someone's reciprocal response to us. You know, we love people that can't love us back. That's what we're meant to do. You know, and, and I know I'm giving you a hard time. Sorry. I, I, I just, just got this stirred in my spirit this week, and it's just like, come on, guys. We're we're bigger than that. We're better than that, you know? You know, here's the thing. The church is the only organization or institution set up for the benefit of its non-members. And I know you think we've done all this for you, and you've done all this for you, actually. I should put it around that way. You've done all this for you. Uh-uh. We've done it for the people that don't know Jesus. We're doing it for the generation's still to come. We're doing it for the kids and the youth and the young people and, and the families and, and the oldies and everyone in between that don't know Jesus. That's why we do what we do. And it's not for you. And I'm sorry if that upsets you, but if it does upset you, you're probably in the wrong church. I'm, I'm, I'm deadly serious now. I'm not trying to be funny. I, I mean this. You know, we're not here for our comfort. We're here to make a difference in this world. We're here to reach a, a place that needs to know and hear the message of Jesus Christ. And it's uncomfortable. And it's stretching. And I, I, I get it that that's, oh, but yeah, but what about me? I understand that's our natural response to this. And... We'll minister to the needs, we'll, 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 of course. But 
if we focused on that, it just becomes inward looking. Like I've said over and over again, where if we allow our vision to be about us, we get inward looking, we get small, we get insular, and we don't do anything. We just die together, you know? And we send see all the funerals and until the, the, the church shrinks to nothing. Oh, I don't want that. That's not the church that I want to be a part of. I, I, I want to be a church where there is salvations weekly, where there is just, uh, uh, just God is, is just moving in every sphere. And we're only going to do that. See, a church that grows, and, and this, is, this will be a, a mind blower for you because it was for me. The only churches that grow, you go, well, yeah, this is good. And they've done all the studies and, and they've worked this all out. The only churches that, that grow are the churches where the ch- people bring their friends. Oh. So there's no magic formula? No, no. The only churches that grow are the ones where we bring our friends. Hmm. That makes sense. Why is it so easy? Well, it's not easy, is it? You know that. I know that. It's not that easy. But it's only the ones that are intentionally positioning themselves to ask their friends, to bring their friends, to to be a, a conduit to God's love. They're the only churches that are growing. The rest aren't. And I want to be a church that's growing. I, I want this to be, well, I was going to say, I want this to be uncomfortable for you. I don't, I don't want the seats to be comfortable. I actually want to put a little ball underneath there or a pin or, or something that, that makes you uncomfortable. That's, see, we're not going to do anything in our comfort. It's only when we're uncomfortable, when we're, we're, we're a little bit on edge where we start to go, you know what, there must be something else going on here. And... Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm only halfway into the first page and, and I haven't covered anything I meant to cover. Hey, um, I hope you hear my heart here. Oh, oh, please, oh, oh, I'm not being critical. I'm not being judgmental. I just know there's a church in God's heart that he wants for us. And he wants to make a difference in this world. He doesn't want us to go through the actions of church he doesn't need that he's left us here on earth to make a difference in this place to to actually reach these these people to love on them to love them in a way that makes a difference in their lives they go wow these people actually care these people actually care about me they actually want to help me they they want me that they actually they don't just, they're just not a number, just not a salvation, because that's not what it's about either. It's actually about caring for our community in a way that they want to be cared for. And I, I don't know if you're catching my heart here this morning, but I, I just don't want to go through the motions. I'm getting old, and I'm running out of time. And, and, and I know these guys go, no, you're not. You're just a young chicken. <laughs> I know, but, but I, I want... I want to make a difference with my life, you know? And, and not that we haven't, by the way. So it's not dismissing the what amazing journey we've had to this point in time. 
but we've got limited time on this earth. And I want to challenge you here this morning. How are you making a difference in your world, in your sphere of influence, in your the people that you hang with, the people that are that you your next door neighbours, your friends, your families? How are you outreaching them? How are you making a difference in their lives? How are you showing them the love of Jesus? How are you showing them the love of each other? Because that's important. It's our testimony. But then how are we touching them? How are we making a difference? How are we caring for them? And I've got no chance of getting through any part of this message now. But uh, what I want to say to you here this morning. Yeah, look, tell them. Yeah, I was talking about love, increasing love. And... Um, and the, the Thessalonian church, the church in Thessalonica, um, grew under pressure. Under pressure, their faith grew, and in great trials, their love increased. And if you read in 2 Thessalonians 1, it gives you that in the first few verses, because um, it's the next, chap- next letter by Paul. And, and I uh, want you to think about some of the battles you've had in your life or you've seen in other people's lives where everything makes no sense. You go, how can you have so much faith? How can you have so much love? How can you be living like that in peace when there's so much rubbish going on around you? When your your health or your your family or your finances or your emotions or whatever, how can you live in the peace when all this is happening around you. And I just want to give a couple of testimonies here this morning of, of situations that, that, you know, there's lots I could give you, but there's a couple that came to mind when I was preparing this. And it was a young couple um, whose baby was born dead, you know, died in the womb and uh, was born stillborn. And, uh, um, and because they didn't recognise it, um, the baby was quite a long time still in the womb when it died and therefore the, the young mum nearly lost her life in that process and uh, her physical and mental health came under huge pressure as a co- and emotional health as well and the same seasons both their parents the, the, both them, their parents lost parents in that, that time frame as well and they died suddenly and I remember talking to this husband one day afterwards he said something really profound. The storm was really over. They'd been through a storm. My goodness, it was huge. And uh, he said this. He said he almost missed the reliance on God to get through every single day. The desperate prayers, the intimacy he felt with the Holy Spirit in the midst of their turmoil, in the midst of their trials, in the midst of their midst of their desperation because he nearly lost his wife he lost the baby and he just he missed that and in the normalness in the everyday of, of our life we can miss the intimacy and the the desperation for god to be in our lives it's only in those tough places we we really get tested well where is god in this and the trials our faith can grow and our love can increase. So don't get scared by the trials. trials. Don't, get, don't pull back 
in the tough things, in the circumstance in life. They're meant to test you to see what your faith is really like and what your love is really there, you know. And, and, and the truth is we don't grow much in the good seasons. We grow in the tough seasons, in the trials, in the desperate times, in the place where you don't want to be, but you know God's there. You know you can, he's there with you in the midst of his presence is with you. And you go, wow, I don't want to be here, but I love the presence of God in that place. In the tough seasons, we grow in our faith. In the tough seasons, we grow in our love for each other and everybody else and God. It's amazing. Hmm. There's another guy that that came to mind really quickly that uh, was was really significant in, in our life because it changed the trajectory of our life, to be truthful. And, uh, we uh, had met a couple at childbirth classes. We're both having our first children, which is exciting. You know, the next ones, they don't get the same privilege. The first one seems to get all, do all the classes and do all the things, and the ones have to go, oh, I'll be right, I'll work it out, you know. And, and we met this couple, and we clicked with them, and they lived in the same suburb as us, so we, we actually got to be friends with them. And then it built from there. We started going on holidays with them at Christmas time. So every Christmas time, we'd be away with a bunch of families, and I remember this one Christmas, this guy that I got to know, is, he loves sport, which I love sport. He was a great sportsman, by the way, and, and he was in business, and we had kids about the same age, so there's a lot of commonalities there. And he said, I'm having some tests, but I'm sure it's nothing. And, uh, uh, but then he got the diagnosis, and it was melanoma cancer, and it was throughout his body, and it ended up being terminal. And uh, I knew he went to church but I didn't really know the strength of the faith that he had. And um, I really probably class myself as agnostic or, or agnostic atheist, sort of that, that. I just didn't believe there was a God. Uh, I'd been in, inoculated by church as a young kid and realized that probably wasn't for me and, uh, and didn't want to have any more to do with that. But I had no clue how to respond to him to his wife, to his kids, on what this was all about. I had no answers. I had no way of making sense of this at all. And there was a huge turmoil in my gut every time I even thought about it. And I couldn't even go and see him. To my, you know, I, I just couldn't go and see him. I just had no answers. I, I could, what do you say to someone like that? Anyway, in the end, one of the, his friends I talked to, he said, man, he's, he's on his last days. If you want to see him, you, want to, you have to go and see him. So I went and saw him. And um, he'd shrunken away to skin and bone. <laughs> but instead of sadness, there was this joy. There was this humor. He was glowing. It, it was like, are you kidding me? There was this optimism about him that I couldn't understand. I couldn't make any sense of. You know, the people are going to see him to encourage him walked away more encouraged after they'd seen him than before. And you go, how can that be? He took communion every day. Every day. Um, There was no bitterness. I couldn't, bitterness. And I couldn't understand his faith and his love that he had. And... You know, unfortunately, he did pass away. But his funeral was like a party. 
And because I had no context for that, it was just like, this is weird. This isn't right. This doesn't make any sense to me at all. This can't be right. Seriously, and, and, and I, I was trying to make sense of it, but I've been inoculated from church, so I knew that wasn't the answer, and, and I just couldn't make any sense of it. How could he cope with the idea of not seeing his kids grow up? How could he cope with the idea of not growing old with his wife? How, how, how did he do that? And um, some people question why things happen, uh, but not him. His heart was at peace. His faith was sure. His love was so evident. And yes, he and his wife grieved deeply. Let's understand this. It isn't like he got there in one step. He grieved, they grieved deeply, obviously. But not without hope. Not without hope. And in fact, confronting death, Jesus then became sweeter to him in the process. You know, under that pressure, he, what really came out, what was in him under that pressure, he loved God. He loved people. And, and that, to Robin and myself, was just, whoa, we haven't got that surety. We haven't got that peace. We haven't got that faith. We haven't got that love. We don't understand any part of this. And it started us on our journey to where we are today, you know, and I took a bit longer than Robin because I was a bit thicker. But, uh, you know, she, she was into it, onto it really quickly. And I said, no, it can't be church. It must be something else. There must be something else. And, uh, mm. and, and his love affected me in a way that made me live my life differently. And... My challenge for you here this morning is how's your life affecting other people? Like, and you don't have to get a terminal illness for this to happen, by the way. How are you living your life in a way that affects people when they see you, how you respond day in and day out, how you respond to trials, how you respond to situations, to people? You know, is it with love or is it with something else? Is, is it the way the world would deal with it? Ah, oh, the jerk. Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand that. But it's not the way Jesus would want us to deal with it. It's, it's so clear. We've got to love each other and love everybody else. Our testimony is how we love each other to this community, to this world, to Port Stephens. It's how we love each other. And we cannot speak ill of each other. We cannot be offended with each other. We cannot live in unforgiveness. We can't, there's none of that is appropriate or, or it should be part of our walk. It should be open and clear and transparent and honest and authentic. And that's attractive to people. Not the other. Not the other. And, and here this morning... That's my challenge for you. I had so much to give you here this morning, but I, I feel like I've given you that much. But, but my challenge for you here this morning is, come on, let's love one another in a way that we're meant to love each other. Let's encourage each other. Let's build each other up. Let's be each other's greatest support. You know, if you, I don't know if you've had someone in your life that just 
loves on you and supports you and encourages you. And if you have got someone in your life like that, pray for them, encourage them, because they need your encouragement as much as anything. But we all need that. And the church should be that for each other. Now, you can't be that for everyone, I guess, so that there'll be special relationships, your twos and threes, and, the, and life groups is a great place for that, and, and small groups and, and friendship groups and, and all that. that that's, that's, you know, it's important that we, we have that in our lives. But it's, it's not to stop there. It's then to go, this is a witness to the world, the way we love each other. See how we love each other, world? We speak well of each other. We lift each other up. We encourage each other. We think the best of each other. We don't think the worst of each other. We think the best of each other. And in that place, that is different to the world because the world doesn't live that way. And they wonder why we're different. And it starts the journey of, wow, maybe there is something in this. Maybe I do need to look at this. Maybe I do need to start thinking more about this. And in that place, our love is such an effective testimony for the church, the goodness of God, for the church, the love of God, for our love of each other and our genuine love for this world, even all the stuff we don't like, that we love you. We want the best for you. We're not like the world. We live in the world, but we're not of the world. Wow, this was very different than the way I expected it to go this morning. Um, can, I, I, I'm praying to the Holy Spirit, of course. Can we just stand just for a second just to finish off? Hey, if, you, if, if you're not too kumbayaard by this, can you just grab someone's hand next to you or put your hand on their shoulder or, or whatever you feel like is appropriate? Is everyone got connected somewhere? Just just get somewhere where you can just put your hand somewhere to say you feel connected. Yeah, that's good. All good? Oh, Father, we, we thank you for this opportunity, God, just to, I don't know, to stop and, and evaluate a little bit. What is our life about? In the midst of the struggles and the trials and the, 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 even the persecutions and the worries and the, the, the stuff of life, the weight of life. God, what is our, 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 our life all about? God, it's so clear. It's to love you and to love each other, love our neighbor as ourselves, to be a testimony to this world of our love for each other, for the church, to love each other, to, to, to think the best of each other, to say the best of each other, to lift each other up, to encourage each other, to, to deal quickly with stuff that happens and get on with it. That's our testimony to the world. And that testimony, God, helps us then love everyone else in a pure and right way. God, so we can be a light to this world. We can be the salt to this world. We can be different to this world. So they can see the love of God in us and working through us. Holy Spirit, right now, just as we're standing here before you, help us increase our love. Help us increase our love for each other. 
Help us increase our love for everyone else. Help us love you better, God. Let us, let us worship you with purity of heart. Let us praise your name. Let us pray to you. Let us be in your presence, God, because your presence changes us. You are love. God is love. And when we are in his presence, his love changes us so we can be more like him. Father, let us dwell with you. Let us, let us, let your presence be with us every step of the way in the angst, in the trials, in the, the troubles, in the difficulties, God. Let your love be so evident in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylife Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.